Every once in a while, we get to report on a great advance in civilization. This episode of Right Angle is one of those times. I'm Scott Ott with Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, and this episode is brought to you by the members at BillWhittle.com. And gentlemen, that great advance in civilization, at least being suggested uh, by, I believe, the Washington Post, is that people may be dialing back the frequency with which they are willing to post pregnancy announcements on social media. Now, there's a reason why this is such a great advance in civilization. And, and they, they give a variety of reasons why people are backing off on it. But some of them are not things that I would agree with. And they have to do with the politics of abortion and stuff like that. However, apparently some parents are starting Stephen Green to see the the pregnancy and the act that created it and the thing that results from it as something of a private matter of a of a personal nature of an of an intimate moment in their lives and have decided that maybe I won't post a big colorful announcement on social media maybe I'll just keep it to myself and my husband or my wife you know whichever one you happen to be and and Steve I don't know why, but I read this and I just got this warm feeling inside of me and I just thought, thank goodness that people have finally decided that it's okay to have a private family life that's private to your family. Am, am I crazy, Steve, or is this a good thing? Oh, it's such a good thing. Look, I, I hate social media, but I also have to use social media for, for work and I, I've got it down to the the social media platform formerly known as Twitter. And I'm hardly on that anymore. And I hardly even do any work stuff or family stuff. It's just, here's some random thing I thought of that might be silly, or here's a cocktail I just made that you're really jealous. You don't get to drink. And the reason for that is, uh, I've got a life and it's fun and I like it. And I've got a job and I could say the same thing about my job. And this, this oversharing, this, this need to, post every waking moment on Facebook or whatever. Just, I don't understand it. And I think it's bad for us. You know, um, uh, I've had to announce, M Melissa and I have had to announce uh, twice that she was expecting. Um, we're, we're, we're both a little older now. There will not be a third time. But I got to tell you, the second time was my favorite. Not because we put it on Facebook with some, you know, card with animated whatever's on it, but because we were at my in-law's house and uh, it was it was the three of us over there, Melissa, myself, and our our uh, firstborn, who at the time would have been, I think, uh, just shy of four years old. And we waited. Melissa was pretty sure she was pregnant almost at once. And, you know, she took 18 dozen pregnancy tests because she's a planner and she wants to be sure. There was a lot of peeing on a lot of sticks. This is, this is all I know for sure. Uh, but then we waited. We kept it to ourselves for a little while because it, you don't want to get a bunch of people excited until you just, you know, for sure that the pregnancy is going to stick and all that stuff. Not that we'd had any trouble the first time around, but there are emotional risks that you don't want to take with people like your own mom and dad over, over their grandkids. So we, we, we waited about a month, which by the way, was really difficult, mm. really difficult to do. Uh, but we waited about a month or so till we we were pretty sure that you know just everything is is a okay. She'd gotten the uh, you know clean bill of health twice over from her OBGYN, and these are the first people we're gonna tell. 
Melissa's folks, my, my folks are had passed away by this point, Melissa's folks and uh, our firstborn, who, as I said, was just shy of four years old at the time. And the in-laws were pleased as punch. They were getting their second grandkid. But I can barely talk about or even think about my older son's reaction to the news without getting choked up about it. Uh, it was, I get to be a brother. Yeah. Just, God. That, when I heard the news, I said, I'm moving out. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, was, it was one of the most magical moments I've had as a, as a husband and as a father. And you don't get that on a Facebook post. Yeah, you get all the, the things in the comments that you know, giving your dopamine hit and all that. But you don't get the magic. And I'll treasure that a lot more than I'd ever treasure anything I ever saw on a Facebook post. Bill Whittle, um, over recent history, uh, this idea that um, that a pregnancy announcement, among many other things in life, uh, is a social event that needs to be announced, uh, essentially that, you know, in the old days, we would have said, you know, put out a press release, call a call a news conference. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. This is uh, this from this Washington Post story. Um, it says uh, the immaculately styled made for Instagram pregnancy announcement is out and the hard launch is in, <laughs> meaning now people don't announce until the baby is born. But during the last decade, I'm still quoting, uh, last decade or so, carefully planned and orchestrated pregnancy announcements complete with siblings or pets holding signs about the new arrival, empty onesies promising to be filled soon, or framed black and white sonogram photos have populated Instagram and Facebook feeds. And Bill, I I know I am like the grouchy old man of the universe when I say this, but when I'm at family gatherings even, or we're doing something and people start taking pictures, I feel compelled to tell everybody they do not have my permission to take my life and put it on their social media feed. Uh, And this is a guy who's on YouTube every week, on Facebook every week. Not I'm, I'm not like surfing Facebook, but like, you know, these videos appear there. Um, and so it's not that I, that I don't think there's any place for anybody to put content out there. But Bill, is it crazy to suggest that there might be some private sphere of your life that is precious and belongs just to you and your family? Well, it's crazy if you don't know the meaning of the word boundary, you know. I mean, it, this is the entire idea about um, about boundaries is I have a private life and a personal life, and and these two things do not necessarily mix. You know, this my, my parents would certainly not be tacky enough to make some gigantic announcement about my birth. That doesn't mean there wasn't announcements about my birth. It's just my parents didn't put them out. You know, there was a comet seen in the sky, and the Hudson River turned <laughs> red with blood and started raining frogs and everything. But other than that, I mean, we had nothing to do with that. Um, you know, I was trying to think about the word for this, and and, and the word I, I bounced on was civility, but it's not civility. The word I was looking for is decorum. Mm. Is is the is the appearance of 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 of, of, of propriety? It's the appearance of of having enough um, dis, dis taste fundamentally to know what's what's tacky and what's not. You know, it's 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 just. We live in this age of narcissism, and, and when people are taking pictures of, of their dinner and, and sharing that with everybody, 
birth of a baby or the announcement of pregnancy, boy, that's that's good for two, three hundred views. Yeah. And this is a real pathology, this idea of anything that happens to me, oh, the bigger it is, the more views I'm going to get, this chasing views. And 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 the whole idea, this, this filthy word that we've come up with is I'm a social influencer, you know, it's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Uh, TikTok has become a, a diary for, for for mentally disturbed people to, to make entries into and get that dopamine. Steve talked about the dopamine hit. Get the dopamine hit of sympathy no matter what it is you're talking about. There are people who say, oh, no, you're making the right decision divorcing this guy. Or, or, or no, you definitely have PTSD because, you know, because your parents told you you couldn't have this toy. You know, it just goes on and on and on. Yeah, a little, a little decorum uh, w- would be nice and is nice. And and I, I look at so many things now, and I and I think so many things you see online. It's like I would just say, I just would never do that. Every now, people say, "Well, why not?" It's like because I have a sense of dignity. You know, I, I have a certain level of personal dignity. You wouldn't know it from the shows we do, but but certainly there are things that 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 I would not do online because I wouldn't want them seen. I wouldn't want them out there, and I wouldn't want them part of my permanent record. Uh, we are. This all of this, I think, Scott is related to this idea of of um, the elimination of shame in our society. The idea that you should be ashamed of nothing, proud of everything, no matter what you do. You know, if you're 400 pounds overweight, yeah, be proud of it. If you if you if you if you can't show up for work, that's because you've got time blindness. That's a it's a mental condition that you should be proud time of. Time you know, blindness. It, it's like <laughs> no, this is what they call it. Yeah, it's an honest term now. Yeah. This this. There's a lot of Gen Zers who are saying I can't I, I can't show up at a regular job because I suffer from a condition called time wow. blindness and I can't be there at nine in the morning. I just don't know what that means. I'll be there whenever I get there. I don't you're know what fired. That means. Either that or yeah, you're fired exactly. So I'm glad to see it. It's a, it's a sign of turning a corner and and um, a return to decorum uh, would solve a lot of our problems. Not the least of which is the toxicity of the interactions that go on in social media. You know, um, I'm probably the worst person to comment on something like this because, as I said, I literally tell family members that they don't have permission to share my picture on social media. Nice. Uh, so, uh, and there's, a, there's another thing that this reminded me of. Um, I am stupefied by the willingness of parents to post embarrassing things or pictures about their children on social media. Um, First of all, the internet is forever and, and, and that will, that will always be there. But I feel like it's a violation of personhood of that child. It's like, you don't have the right to broadcast my awkward moment to the rest of the world just because you think it's funny and the willingness of parents to laugh in front of other people at their their own children i i don't think you understand the damage that does to a child now some people probably watch this and go yeah well when we were kids our parents knew we had to be tough and you just need to suck it up and if your parents are going to ridicule you in public that's just part of growing i i don't think it is that your kids are going to face enough ridicule from other people without your help. And I don't think you need to help the world to laugh at your children or to violate their intimate moments. I mean, I, I there was a somebody in my own neighborhood who posted a picture, a family picture, and one kid in the picture had, his hair was kind of messed up. 
And she posted this picture and said, hey, I need somebody to help me to fix the hair in this picture. Who can do this? Now, she could have made that request without posting the picture. She didn't need to post a picture of her like early teenage, he looked like maybe eighth grade oh, son. That's such an awkward time. Oh my goodness. Child of Why don't you just kick him in the crotch? I mean, it was just cruelty. So and anyway, I just I hope if nothing else, somebody sees this and says, you know what? We have a family and it I my job is to protect the family, not to distribute the family. I mean, there are some things, you know, like like happiness in a family is kind of like strawberry jam. If you spread it around too broadly, it loses its savor. You know, you just, there's some things that you need to hold close. There was a great quote in this story, which I thought was worth the price of, of reading the whole story. And it was one of the women who said, having things that you keep sacred to yourself in a world where you can share so much is beautiful. And I think that's the essence of it. Just try to do something this week where you recapture that idea that says, hey, we're not having an experience here so we can document it and video it and put it on social media. Try to break out of that mold that I see so many people in who are constantly thinking not of just living their lives, but of capturing it so that they can share it with people who barely know them. Anyway, I know I'm, I get carried away about stuff like this, but um, if you're with me or think I'm whacked, feel free to express that in the comments below. Uh, meantime, I'm going to crawl into my little hermitage and <laughs> secret myself away from the world. For Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, I'm Scott Ott. Thanks to the members of BillWhittle.com for making Right Angle possible.